Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, investors, people doing things on the cutting edge and sharing that knowledge with you. So today we have uh, Josh Ziegelbaum, and he's um, Director of Investor Relations at Legacy Group. Um, he's going to talk to us all about alternative investments, uh, farmland, passive investments, and it's going to be a great conversation. So uh, Josh, welcome. Dr. Liu, it's great to be on the show and looking forward to speaking with you and providing value to your audience. Yeah. Uh, all my friends call me Chris, so go ahead and uh, and um, tell us more about yourself and uh, how you got started, and we'll go from there. Thanks, Chris. Let me give you a bit of my background. So I'm currently the Director of Investor Relations at Legacy Group, uh, but let me take you to my roots or close to it. So I was born and raised in central New Jersey. I went to Rutgers uh, University and studied economics. Out of college, I started in financial services, first with Northwestern Mutual, then with Wells Fargo Advisors. Spent about six years at Wells Fargo, which brought me down to South Florida, uh, where I was a private banker serving high net worth individuals and business owners, providing full balance sheet banking. About three years ago, I transitioned out of traditional banking and into private equity, uh, where I currently head up investor relations at Legacy Group. Uh, we manage the capital of 380 individual investors, about 50 million of capital deployed. And I handle communications, onboarding, asset management, Somewhat similar functions to what I was doing uh, in the bank, but in, in private markets and much more dynamic and rewarding. Happy to dive into what we do at Legacy Group during this interview. But that's my background and, and how I got here. And I currently am based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Excellent. I love that area. Um, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, uh, the Legacy Group portfolio company, um, a popular coffee company, green coffee company is in there. It's the top three producer. Um, so that's quite interesting. Um, so uh, what does uh, Legacy Group do? And can you tell us more about the team? Sure. So we're a private equity firm. So we're an asset manager that focuses on bringing unique investment opportunities to our passive investors. We're looking for uh, diversification, high financial returns, and and um, lack of correlation to their traditional holdings, whether that be real estate or, or traditional equities and things of that nature. So we, through Green Coffee Company, we, we've currently grown that business. It was a top three producer. Now we're currently Columbia's number one largest coffee producer. 
with over 7 million coffee trees planted, over 7,000 acres owned by us and our investors. Uh, we control an entire uh, coffee region, so to speak, in Antioquia. We're the largest employer in the town of Salgar, and we're expanding out of that region. And we issue common equity for our U.S.-based investors, and they, they own green coffee company holding shares here in the States. But through that holding company, we give them exposure to Latin America, to agriculture, to real estate on the ground there, and an early operating business, which we have a goal of scaling and eventually selling or making into a publicly traded business through an IPO. So Green Coffee Company is expected to grow from 2022, where we did just over 10 million in revenue, to north of 250 million in revenue through 2026. At that point, uh, we expect to be in a position to either sell the company or conduct an IPO for our investors. But we're an asset manager focusing on Latin America, impact investing. So everything we do uh, leaves a strong and lasting impact on all stakeholders, whether that's environmental or social. Uh, we're doing a lot on impact, but most importantly, creating meaningful financial returns for our investors through our portfolio companies. Yeah, that's a great uh, introduction. Um, one thing is, uh, you know, a lot of this audience, they're, um, they're accredited investors or they're you know, high income professionals, you know, looking for alternative investments or, you know, starting their own business. Um, tell us, um, you know, your experience with alternative investments outside the United States. Sure. Well, we cater entirely to accredited investors. I think we're in front of the right audience here then, but um, investors participate in us, uh, or participate with us, uh, minimum investment being $100,000. And in terms of uh, outside the U.S. and why, and a lot of our investors, they're heavily allocated to U.S.-based assets, whether it's the homes that they own, rental properties they have, maybe it's commercial real estate that they own through syndications such as multifamily and things of that nature, or they own public equities, bonds. Uh, obviously, uh, those markets are a bit volatile right now. So accredited investors and high net worth individuals are becoming increasingly interested in markets outside the U.S., you know, it's always been known that you should diversify not only across asset classes, but across regions. And with our U.S. investment structure, we give investors access to emerging markets, to Colombia, uh, but through a very comfortable U.S. investment offering. So all the global macroeconomic instability that we find at home here has led investors to search outside of their comfort zone, outside of the traditional asset classes and outside of the U.S., and we're a uh, American management team at, at our core at Legacy Group. So I sit, like I mentioned, in, in Fort Lauderdale and from central New Jersey. The two partners at Legacy Group, Cole Shepard and Adam Jason, they live full time in Medellin, Colombia. That's where our headquarters is for our portfolio companies. And we provide a really fresh perspective on how to do business down in Latin America. We apply first world development tactics and employment tactics, and we're really revolutionizing the Colombian coffee industry. So we look for businesses that we can either build from the ground up, such as Green Coffee Company, or we look for founders that we believe in, that we could invest our capital with and drive them forward through innovation. But um, we definitely think that Colombia is the go-to place in Latin America. It is very much open for business and capitalistic. There's really no industry known better than coffee in Colombia. So we think that's a really great place to be in terms of disrupting a macroeconomically significant industry. And it's really an industry that's plagued by underinvestment and lack of investment, particularly foreign investment over the years. 
And we're seeing a, a very strong inflow of, of foreign capital into the region, but we've been there for some time. We started uh, Green Coffee Company back in 2017. We initiated, initiated the seed funding round in 2018, and we've grown the business to what it is today from the ground up. And we're on the ground there running our businesses on behalf of our investor base. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, a lot of my couple of my uh, friends and colleagues, they're um, they're digital nomads, so they location independent, and they say that um, Colombia is uh, actually a country that's uh, ripe with uh, uh, entrepreneurs and just digital creators. Um, so it's quite interesting to see that region flourish and start to gain a lot of attention. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of the same, Chris. I mean, besides what we're doing, like you said, digital nomads and People who are calling Medellin home who are American or from all different parts of the world, different walks of life. And it's a great place to live and work. And there's a lifestyle arbitrage component. If you're able to make US dollars like a digital nomad would and, and live in a really cool, interesting region with some exchange rate favoritism in, in your home currency. So we're definitely seeing that. And, and, and we've seen a lot of our investors have apartments down down in Medellin and in the area, and, and they, they enjoy visiting there in addition to investing. But really uh, highly recommend if, if your listeners haven't been there to definitely come visit us down in Medellin at your convenience. Um, so let's talk about um, uh, why alternative investments are becoming more popular with investors. Sure. Um, kind of tying back to what I mentioned on emerging markets and investing outside of the US. You know, people want to get exposed to industries that don't move in tandem with the rest of their portfolios. So we've seen a really strong flow of investor preferences towards alternatives in the recent years, whether it's what we do through direct placements in portfolio companies or what other asset managers do through self-storage, multifamily, ground-up development. Investors are very interested in these types of assets because one, they could provide higher potential returns for them. And also they're not subject to market volatility. So that's one of some main reasons why we're seeing preferences shift towards alternatives. And I expect that that trend will continue in the years to come. Yeah. Um, the next question was, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite interesting because you, you want to, you're interested in assets that are uncorrelated with, you know, for example, recessions or the market interest rates um and then you also talk about producing positive benefits besides financial you talk about positive environmental social which is really uh important these days especially for gen z uh, tell us more about uh, your approach to evaluating investments from that standpoint of course chris so we're always looking through an impact lens with everything we do even if it's reinvestment of capital into our existing companies. Every initiative we take on, we, we think about how is it affecting the environment? How is it affecting our employees and all the relevant stakeholders, of course? So to kind of unpack that and talk specifically about a, few, a couple of the things that we do at Green Coffee Company, from an environmental perspective, we're reducing tons of waste from the environment by using biodegradable planting mechanisms. So rather than what's typically done in the industry, which is using plastic bags, to plant coffee trees, we use biodegradable pods and we reduce a tremendous amount of waste by doing so. We also monitor weather patterns at the farm with screening technologies, and then we reduce water, we reduce pesticides and, and all sorts of things at the farm level. Um, in terms of the waste of coffee production, this is an interesting one. So 80% of the coffee cherry uh, or cascara is waste. And then the bean that we know and drink is, is, the, is on the inside of that. 
So what's usually done with, with coffee cherry waste is that it's discarded. So it will be thrown to the wayside, be thrown in rivers, or it'll be used as fertilizer in some cases by certain people. But what we do is we're going full circular economy. We're building out a distillery on site at our processing facility in Colombia so we can distill the coffee cherry waste into ethanol and create additional products such as vodka and gin from the waste of coffee production. So really not only eliminating waste, but creating revenue and profits for our investors in doing so. Uh, so real, our investors are really excited about that. And that's a new initiative to our Series C funding round, which we're currently in now. It's really driving up potential investor returns. But besides that, um, on the social impact side, we're the, as I mentioned, we're the largest employer in the town of Salgar. We pay formal employment benefits, which in the U.S. sound normal, such as health insurance, pensions, time off. But in Colombian agriculture, specifically in coffee, that's just not the case. People are paid cash. They're typically paid without health insurance, uh, with no benefits. And we're changing that and we're formalizing the way in which people are employed in the industry. Uh, we also have a group of mothers who are heads of household, uh, who run our greenhouse and our nurseries, many of which are in leadership positions. So we're you know, stimulating the local economy, paying above and fair, fair wages. And then we're also focusing on lifting up women and people that are more disadvantaged, I would say, and providing them an opportunity to thrive in their local community. Yeah. Um, sounds like you're doing quite a lot, uh, especially legacy group. You have a, it's like you're, um, you're taking traditional approach, but you're also um, looking forward to the future. Um, which is also interesting is that um, legacy group is also looking at farmland. Uh, why is, uh, well, I, I mean, the audience would be curious why farmland is um, an interesting investment. Sure. So agriculture and farmland is a staple in terms of being a hedge against inflation. So as goods and services become more expensive, the food that we consume also becomes more expensive. And I'm sure you've noticed your grocery bills are increasing in the recent years with inflation. Coffee fits into that being a commodity for one and also being a food product. And coffee being a product that we view to be relatively recession resistant. You know, people might change their preferences and how they consume a cup, whether it's at a a luxury cafe or at home. But if you're a coffee drinker, you're likely going to have your cup of coffee. You might just consume it in a different manner. So we we view coffee itself as very recession resistant. When inflation was spiking, we saw commodity prices spike as well for coffee. Being a producer at origin, you have relatively fixed costs. So as commodity prices rise and cost of food and all those things rise, being a producer at origin, you benefit from that. So it's a great hedge against inflation. It's real asset back being in agriculture, but a lot of our investors are real estate investors and they're very comfortable with real assets on the balance sheet. And they love the fact that we're taking investment capital from our investors. We're buying distressed or, or discounted farmland on their behalf. Uh, we, we very much heavily diligence various acquisitions on behalf of our investors. We make sure that we negotiate three to four year payback periods in terms of the production on the farms. We will buy below market so we can often realize unrealized, well, have unrealized gains from the biological assets on the balance sheet. So investors just love that it's real asset back. There's land holdings behind it. And then of course that land produces a commodity, which is a timeless commodity. 
And uh, we just think it's a great place to be. And, and Colombian coffee is, has been ripe for disruption. And we've done just that over the recent years. Yeah. Uh, very interesting story. And I, you know, I know the, the audience is interested in following your social media, getting more education um, and looking at what other types of um, offerings that legacy groups has. So how can they follow you, contact you, reach you? Sure. I would love to get in touch with you. Uh, you can contact me by email at investor.relationgroup.co. You could also visit us on our website at legacy-group.co. We also have some promotions for our newly launched roasted coffee uh, through our brand called Abira. So I have some promotional codes. Be happy to uh, give away to some of your listeners if you get in touch with us. So yeah, please feel free to reach out to me by email or at our website. Maybe we can drop links to that in our show notes. Uh, we're also in the middle of our Series C funding round at the time of this recording for Green Coffee Company. So if you're interested in learning more about that, we'd be happy to connect with your listeners offline. Yeah. And uh, let's thank Josh for a wonderful um, conversation. All of his um, legacy groups resources will be in the links and show notes. So be sure to follow Josh on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, as well as his other resources. And with that, thanks so much for a fascinating discussion on uh, impact investing and investing elsewhere. And thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you, Chris. You have a great day. And thanks for having me on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week